Ah there, I'm the narrator. Welcome to Fables on Tables, a tabletop RPG play podcast. Our first story comes from Bifton, a land recently scarred by the god of war, Groomsh, who unleashed a bloodthirsty lich named the Necroslinger upon the land. Thankfully, a group of adventurers named the Whiskey Wargs destroyed the Lich, saving Bifton. They fought Groomsh in battles across multiple planes of reality, and after the many battles, well, no one really knows what happened, but it's presumed that Groomsh was killed, and the Whiskey Wargs along with him. Our current story takes place a year after the disappearance of the Whiskey Wargs and Groomsh, back on the continent of Bifton. So please, sit back and enjoy this tall tale. Do it again. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey! Welcome, to, welcome to. I already said that. Uh, I'm Jackson. I'm gonna be your dungeon master, and we got two players here today. We got Matt. Hello, I will be playing Bogey Yera, and we got Grant. Yes, hello. I'm Clay Nanashi Gabega. Nanashi Gabega. Just clay. Clay for shirt. Sure. Uh, so, in this game, it's going to be the three of us, and then, with the exception of this week, we're going to try to have a, a special guest cycle, cycle in and, and play with us every week or so. We open on the ocean, a large shipping vessel, the shrinking coast in the background. A large elf with an eye patch walks about the ship, directing the crew double-checking knots, lending a hand. He makes his way to the front, scanning the horizon. His gaze stops to the right of the boat. A few hundred feet away, a small geyser of black clouds begins spewing forth from the water's surface. Hurriedly, the one-eyed elf runs to starboard side, watching as the black clouds grow, rising into the air, and roll over the ocean. He quickly orders his crew about, and the boat pulls left, heading away but quickly followed by the gathering darkness. The elf sends a desperate ball of fire into the approaching clouds. It is swallowed. He watches in grim dismay as his magic is consumed, and then plank by plank, his boat with it. The crew runs about in fear, and the boat disappears into the clouds as it travels towards the shore. Pan back from that scene and move a few miles away, to the city in the swamp, Squat Town, a town of floating towers and piles of junk. Boats and rafts go to and fro throughout the city, shuttling people and goods. We find our adventurers in the south of the town at the docks. So y'all are in, starting off in the early morning hours in Squat Town which is a city in the southern end of the continent of Bifton. 
Um, it's early morning. It's a little chilly outside. You're both standing in a crowd of other commoners, and you're waiting for the. Uh, we're waiting to board the river cruise ship. There's a few other commoners waiting around y'all, and and they're they're loading up, and they're about to let y'all on board. Uh, they got a lot of other other people around y'all. What? What are y'all? What are y'all doing right now? Waiting to to board this ship. It's. Uh, I'm on my tippy toes. And I'm looking for the express line. I'm one of... Where's the express line? The express lane to uh, to get on board faster? Yeah. Sure. I'm around commoners, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, where's my people? Uh, give me a perception check. And, in, and so for anyone who hasn't played Dungeons & Dragons before... I'll be asking for checks and saves and attack rolls. That's an 11. And he got an 11. And all, all that means is uh, they're rolling a 20-sided dice, and they're adding certain modifiers to it depending on what they're good at. In this case, it's perception. I'm not good at it. And your perception is weak, and you rolled uh, an 11, which uh, basically their role, I'll interpret the difficulty of it to see how well they do. So he's trying to look for a fast track to get on this boat. Um, you don't see a fast lane, but you do see um, there's sort of an unmanned. No one's watching one of the uh, planks leading up to the boat. If you, no one's going up it either because the workers are using to load stuff onto the to the boat. The no, boat. I wouldn't take that. Okay, I'm not going to go with the the service entrance. Sure, right, good. I'm okay. looking for the noble entrance. Right. Uh, you there there is no there is no velvet, uh, no velvet. I'm making Rope. a note. Uh, what are you up to, Clay? Uh, I, I want to say right now I'm kind of just in the crowd trying okay. to decide who I want to be on this ship. Okay. Um, so I'm more or less just blending in and um, deciding whether I should board as my mysterious witch person what do you look like right now? Like, what are you dressed as? What are the people in the crowd dressed as? You turn to the left, and there's a lizard person standing there who's carrying some cargo. Cargoman looks looks fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be like, oh, I dropped something, and just bend over and uh, turn into a lizard. So now you you look like a lizard person. Mm-hmm. So I guess you should probably explain uh, what how you're able to do that. What? Well, um, I am a changeling. I was told that I was molded from clay. So I believe that. Okay, so basically with this race you are, let you can you can change into, into other things. Right. Into other races. I can look like any other race. Okay, so that's what you're seeing. Uh, after some of this stuff gets loaded up, a large gray uh humanoid gator a gator man um who are not native to around here exactly but you've seen maybe you've seen before comes up and uh on top of the boat and goes okay it's time to board now welcome welcome to the ss safe boat go ahead come on come on up you're ready to board now and uh, the crowd starts to move to move up. So, uh, is the cargo lizard going in like a different entrance or anything like They're that? They're going up this 
side of the boat. Like uh, they they might have kind of what um, bogey. I keep forgetting bogey. Bogey saw. He saw that there was a like a workers ramp that they were hauling stuff onto. So he's going up that side. Yeah. Um, can I like find a box or something to pick up and just yeah sure. work, blend in? You just want to grab something. So so the thing is, I can't turn into um, someone who I haven't seen. So I actually look like this guy. So you look just like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. You look pretty much like this guy. Yeah. Uh, and you just want to grab a random box? Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, you grab a box, and uh, you're just going to head up the worker's ramp? Mm-hmm. Okay, you see, as you're walking up, the same lizard person that you turned into going back down the other way. What do you want to do? Um, just, like, cover my face with the box. Do you have a ticket to this boat, or are you just here? I think I do have a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, can you cover your face? Like, I'm, the- I'm a business owner, so they gave that guy sure. a ticket. Yeah. But I, I don't have any, like, particular attachment to that character. Okay. Roll a performance check to see how, how you pull this box maneuver off. Two a five? That's an eight. An eight? Yes. You're walking past him. And you're putting the box up to your face to cover yourself. And as you do, you lose sight of him and you bump right into him and you, uh, the box drops out of your hand and, and hit, hits, the, hits the ramp and falls right into the water. And now you're face to face with this lizard person. Lizard folk. Mm. Hey, watch where you're going, me. Uh, what? And he's, he's, he's taken aback and he's looking at you. His eyes are wide. Uh, I'm just gonna dive into the water. <laughs> you just dive in. Okay, it's uh, give me a Constitution saving throw because the waters are incredibly cold here. That's a that's a zero. That I'll add to that. And that'll be a whole five. <laughs> okay, you ready to roll up a new character? <laughs> I'm so ready. So ready. So saving throws just mean. Whatever action he's sort of having to beat, he's going to have to roll against. And if he passes, then he succeeds the save. In this case, his constitution's uh, plus zero, and you roll a five. And I have a number in mind for each check, depending on the difficulty. You dive in, and it is freezing cold. I mean, it's it's probably 40-degree uh, water. Okay. And you can't breathe when you go in, and you're uh, you're paralyzed, and you're... You start sinking. Mm-hmm. Did, is it a commotion? Yeah, I mean this this the box dropped. It fell in the water. I, so we heard a splash. Yeah, you heard scream. a splash. You, you yeah, you see him. The, the the lizard guy. The your lookalike is standing there, just looking at you in the water. He's kind of dumbfounded that he just watched himself jump into the water. Can I uh, can I help? Yeah, sure. What do you want to do? I want to shape water with uh, as a cantrip. Okay. To try to uh, lift him back about how does shape water work like, what i the... should know i uh, yeah well, i ahead. will tell you okay we'll so i can guess it's 30 feet away okay. it's a five foot cube okay i can move water in a direction i can cause it to form simple shapes but i think i could maybe create Pull a hand f- and like push him up out of and it and then freeze it kind of like just like push him like two feet up and then just like hold him there and then he can just be on top of like a nice 
a floating ice block. Here, uh, he- here's what happens. All right. You 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 reach in and you you start pushing the cube five foot cube of water up where um, uh, clay is on. And as you pull him out of the water, the Gator Man, the captain that just announced, reaches down and grabs his arm, able to reach him because you pulled him up out of the water and flings him on board. He goes, what, what a way to start the cruise, all right. And he just gives you a big slap on the back, Clay, and uh, oh. you're gasping for air. He didn't really notice that you look like that other guy. And, oh, uh, good. He's like, all right, good thing you signed the death and dismemberment forms before you came aboard, eh? All right, <laughs> all right, all right, everyone, come on down. And um, people walk on. Um, the, you see the, the lizard folks kind of looking at you odd, but then he's, he's like, starts to get back to work. He's got shit to do. Okay, are people yeah. still looking at me? Do I feel eyes on me? Like, yes, I look right. a lot of people are eyeing you just because you just made a, quite the faux pas. Mm. Like, would I be able to see who did that? Because obviously the captain just pulled me out. Um, you're pretty shaken. It, uh, you could look around and see. I'm looking around for someone who's looking at me intently like they might have just saved me. Doing some I'd shit. probably like, be using my hand and like, yeah. like this. Uh, there a few people around you are like, oh, wow, that was cool. Wow, that was really, that was really nifty there. SS, just, SSU. SSU. Uh, I'm so, wearing I'm wearing Snowflake State garb. Like I'm wearing the, whatever the scarlet. Uh, you you'd have to explain the yeah, background sure. of it's, my. It, I think it would kind of look like. So you're from Snowflake State or Snowflake yeah, State yeah, Univer- I'm University. I'm the dean. You're an, an ex dean. I was the dean of the university. It's like a senator though, where I'm still I still expect to be called dean. Uh, funny you should say that. Behind you here, very impressive. Bogey Dean, Dean Bogey, <laughs> Bo- uh, Dean Yera, Bogey Dean Yera, and you turn around and you see a well-dressed man, uh, human. He's got slick, kind of like gelled back hair. He has a very thin but finely combed and and uh, gelled mustache, and you recognize him. This is uh, Pervis Gallandon, Gal- Gallandon, yeah. Pervis. Ah, yes. And who is Purvis to me? So you, uh, I guess, you would, yeah, you would know him. He, he was a, uh, he's a professor of planar studies at Snowflake, uh, Snowflake State. He's a friend. That you rolled for. Yeah, uh, I he's think. He's not an enemy. Uh, he's definitely not an enemy. Okay, cool. No, I mean, he, you've probably worked, you worked with him for a while. Ah, uh, Purvis. Dean, that was uh, a great save. The trip's only started and you've already managed it. I can't help but get my hands wet. Oh, very good, Dean. Very good. Oh, he, he slaps down the back a little bit. Lightly. I, I'm just watching them talk. Like, like, I'm, <laughs> try, I'm like trying to pick up on their mannerisms and like, do they know each other? You're like coughing still too because you're, okay. you're probably fucking cold too. It's like uh, probably 45, 50 degrees out right now. Uh, okay. It's probably pretty chilly. But yeah, you're, you're watching them and uh, Purvis is like, yes, uh, what, 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 please, let's let's go ahead and then You bore. old dastard, what are you doing oh, here? Oh, you know me, I'm a man of the land, not a, <sighs> a study of the planes and the things. I you must be so things. excited by what's happening. You have no idea. I'm partly responsible mustache. for it all, you might say. Good God. Really? Well, you could say. 
But I don't want to get into it too much. Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of time to talk. There's cocktail parties after all. We can talk then. Absolutely. Would you say we uh, meet up later and discuss these? Uh, that sounds good, Purvis. As y'all are kind of chumming it up, the uh, Captain Armand speaks up and he goes, Okay, that's a great, great start to the trip. Uh, captain, I'll be your captain today, Armand. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for coming aboard. We're going to have a great time. Oh, yeah, we're heading out. Why don't everyone go to your rooms? You'll be shown there. Drop off your stuff. And uh, we'll come back up here to the deck and we'll uh, we'll go over the itinerary. Hey. And uh, he kind of goes jaunting off. And then um, some of the workers come up and grab y'all's suits and luggage and take you to your rooms. Take your stuff. It's all below deck on the second floor. Go down, there's like a hallway full of probably about 10 rooms, um, and you're each shown to your own little room. Oh, cool. Tell me about my room. Uh, what do I get? Yeah, you, you open it up, and there's a nice little circular window, classic boat, and you got a bunk bed in your room. Yeah, like a dresser or something? There's a small closet in the room. I immediately unpack all my stuff. And just, just hang the, it up in the closet? I, everything gets put away, my backpack right. is empty. Yeah, oh, excellent. Um, a lizard folk had brought your stuff down and uh, he's like if you need anything so I'm, I'm Pips just let me know if you need something are lizard folk native to the plains? so lizard folk you would know this as a um, as uh, someone who's worked at the university especially lizard folk and gator men are from and bullywug who are like frog people are from the plain of uh, the Feywilds so it's a different plane of, it's not, you're on the material plane currently in Bifton, and the Feywilds are like an alternate plane that's full of uh, fey creature, like fairy, and there's also a lot of these sort of humanoid animal creatures. And it's pretty normal for them to be here. Currently, uh, it hadn't been until recently, there was, uh, the past couple of years, there's been an epic, epic war that's been taking place across multiple planes. There's a... Uh, uh, the God of War, Groomsh, there's been a battle against him through multiple planes. And it, it's caused a lot of, um, of uh, migration of, of everyone. Um, a lot of people, the, a lot of people from the Feywilds especially are refugees. So it's possible they came here seeking a better life after this. But I wouldn't have seen them before this kind of major event. Not probably. really, no. It, and <clears throat> and uh, specifically uh, because late because uh, there's new research at snowflake state which you would be aware of mm -hmm. that uh deals with planar magic and um they've opened planes to other worlds to allow people to come in to help those who have suffered from this war so it, this is this is pretty new in the past year or so uh, there's a surge of other people you might have seen them before but especially recently yeah um but yeah pips drops you off um that's his name pips yeah that's his name He's just one of the crew. Am I supposed to tip? If you want. I'm not going to tip. Okay. He, he sort of waits for a second. He's like, is he? Okay, all right, thanks. And then he, he's, he just sort of walks off. He's, we'll go back to you, Clay. You, uh, a, uh, another lizard folk. Uh, the same, so, there, so one comes up to you. He's kind of like uh, reddish in color. And he goes, ah, hey, I'm Reef, I'll be taking... And then the one that looks just like you bumps into him. He's kind of blue. 
And he's like, come on. And he like grabs you and he's like, I'll take your stuff. And he just sort of, he sort of butts in on it and grabs your stuff and takes you to your room. Uh, I say that's very kind of you in his voice. He doesn't say anything. And then when you get to your room, he opens it up and he turns and he goes, okay, this is your room. This is the closet. Why the hell do you look like me? <clears throat> Who are you? Oh, uh, it's just a disguise. I just, I saw you in the crowd and I wanted to look like you. You, you wanted to look like me? No one's ever, no one's ever said that before. You just got something about you. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, hold on. You just got something about you. Huh, huh, that's great. Yeah. You're like a, you're like a movie star then, huh? You're like a, like a big show guy, huh? I'm, I'm pretty good at kind of looking like any wow. person I want. Wowzers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just a show. I'm actually one of the performers here on the cruise. You know, I'm a... That was a whole show when I dove in. Yeah. Wow, that was oh, that was all uh, that was yeah. all an act. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm glad you liked it. Wow, that was that was a show. I thought you were just an idiot. <laughs> no, no. I see. Not me. Well, I'm Squonk, by the way. Nice to meet you. Which, oh, Squonk. What's pleasure. your name? Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm Clavius. Clavius. He right? grabs your hand, like shakes it really hard. He's like, uh, hey, anything you need, Clavius. Just let me know. Do you need a stunt double? Do you need uh, Do you need someone to practice your improv with? You know, just just let me know. I can always help out. Okay. Most definitely. You squonk. Squonk. Great. You really gotta. Uh, you really gotta enunciate the onk. Squonk. There you got it. Uh, oh man, he, he turns around. He's like, imagine that. He's like walking down the hallway, like, wait, a movie star. Wow. Okay, yeah, and as soon as I close the door, I'll immediately shift back into a store owner witch form. Okay, so now you look like a witch? Not like a it's well, a witchy. you look like an older older woman. Can't really tell if I have long like white hair, but okay. you can't really tell if I'm a man or a woman. I don't have like the witch hat sure. on, but yeah. I'm dressed kind of like that, but maybe a little more formal. It's just kind of mysterious okay okay basically is what i'm going for this is the is this the person you were when you bought this ticket like when you yeah okay so yeah. this is this sort is of the who's ticket supposed owner. to be on this yeah boat. like this guy is mysterious enough that you don't see him get on the boat okay and i couldn't find another entrance so i uh i kind of did it the wrong way i want to find the guy the the magician who tried to save me. Yeah, you walk by Clay and you see Bogey in there just looking through these scrolls and through these I have these papers. Like like a really elaborate robe set up Probably on, like I think. what they wear at graduation kind yeah, of exactly. thing. Those really fancy Wearing shit. A very scholarly yeah. robe. Okay, has has he seen me look mm -hmm. like through the door? I'm just gonna like stand back, like not really like just one eye peeking yeah. around the door and just knock couple times uh yes pip what do you what it oh <clears throat> you're not are you pip i can't tell no <laughs> i'm not pip i saw what you did for the lizard that was quite impressive thank you i am an elemental professor you teach so to speak i'm a dean Yera. Of Snowflake State University. Do you hear yeah. from down the hallway? <laughs> Purvis goes, Axton! Axton! 
Uh, oh yes, of course. I have ten. I have Virginia. It's it's in litigation. I've heard of you. I read the paper. I am a dean of elemental magic, and saving you from the water was no problem. You know who I am. I, oh, you wait, didn't save me shit. from water. <laughs> <laughs> I established it just to ruin it. Um, yeah. Wait. Wait. No. Let me. Well, yeah. you did. You were being complimented. You someone. saw him save. I oh, saw yes. you save yeah, the lizard. Save yes, I saved the lizard with my elemental magic. Yeah. Well, you 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 attempted to. I saved him as single-handedly as a wizard of wizardly elemental magic. You did a great thing. You haven't spent much time in our town, have you? What I'm, town? I'm Clay from Clay's shop. Clay's stuff Clay. is actually the full name is called Clay's stuff. Okay. So it's in Squat Town. Yeah. I guess right. Clay's pets and stuff. Okay. What kind of things does your shop sell? Uh pets and stuff. It's called Clay's pets and stuff. I probably didn't visit. Um you should come by before you leave. I guess we just left though. It's very cool. Would you like to see my weasel? Yes. And in a bag, I have a weasel. Oh, what's his name? Her name. Weasel. <laughs> is is this cruise coming back? Or yes. Or is it? If you plan to go to the itinerary meeting, you will learn all about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're still just trying to meet. Each That's other. where everyone's just, funneling. They're I'm just showing you my weasel. Yeah. Do you want to see my weasel? May I see your weasel? <laughs> yes. yes, you may see my weasel. Thank you. Thank you. And I show you my weasel. What's it look like? It's a it's a weasel. <laughs> um, it's got brown <laughs> hair. I don't. Yeah, know. weasels what is hair, a weasel. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a stupid little animal. <laughs> can can I try to uh, just like try to connect with it? Yeah. Just like see. And if you want to do an animal handling check? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, I. I my unseen servant, you feel a hand press upon your There's chest. There's a guy close. in this room with us. <laughs> my unseen servant puts his hand on your chest and um, I say, what are you doing with my weasel? <laughs> oh, I was just going to pet it. That's fine. I say to someone else. My unseen servant. So can I not see him? That's no, my unseen yeah, servant. invisible. I mean, two ritual that, spells. Oh, that's a ritual spell. So you just have like, okay, that's cool. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, one. A one? A natural one. And I don't add anything. <laughs> okay, this is great. All right, so anytime when you're rolling and you hit a, you roll a natural 20 or you roll a natural one, you, it's a critical roll. A 20 being a critical success, which means... So no matter what, some amount of success is going to come out of this. Or a one, which is a critical failure, which means something bad will come of this. Or something cosmically shitty. Yeah, you reach out and uh, you're trying to connect with this weasel and you poke it right in the eye. It's just like you're trying to pet it and it just goes right in the thing's eye. And it immediately bites you for uh, one point of damage. Yes. And you're bleeding pretty badly out of your finger, actually. Oh, I'll just stick it in my mouth. Oh, he got nipped there. That's a bit of a fiend, isn't he? Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll reach into my bag. Is and your blood different? I don't, it, it is. Like, there's nothing about yeah, blood. I, I think it should be. I think that should be your tell. That's cool. That I think it's a doppelganger thing. 
Oh, that's true. But I kind of like that. I think it's cool. So your blood is blue. Okay, I think you... I don't think you outright notice, um, put it together, but you do see out of the corner of his mouth, there's like... It's like he wiped it, but there's like a blue smear there a little bit. And um, you didn't see the blood itself, but you've seen this sort of wipe away area. So when I summon my familiar, which I've probably done recently, Mm -hmm. I have to choose from celestial fae or fiend. Okay. So I always go fiend. Okay. So I may I want to apologize and say I, he's quite a fiend that that weasel. Sorry, he got you. <clears throat> At that, Purvis comes to the door, and he goes, "Bogey, you going upstairs for the itinerary?" Yes, Purvis. Let's go with my new f- with my new friend here. Ah, some I'm old lady. Con- very I'm- nice to meet you. And he puts his hand out and. Uh, <laughs> shakes your hand very quickly you look more charming than that but i thought you were old lady. no i'm I, i'm not an old lady you have gray hair that's all i have long like wispy gray hair but a younger looking face i'm not trying to look super old okay uh he twiddles his mustache a bit and he goes enchanté and he uh shakes your hand a bit my pleasure very good. Uh, I'm sorry about my weasel binding you, by the way. That's never happened before. Oh my, he was bit by a, she was bit by a weasel. Yes, my weasel bit her. This is an exciting cruise. And he uh, turns around and heads upstairs. <laughs> we'll follow. I want to see this itinerary. You, you're going to join us. Uh, what is your name again? It's Clay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just reach in my bag and eat a berry real quick. Okay. So... Like a, is it's this a, a good it's berry? It's a good berry. So you get one HP I'll back? Take, I'll get my HP okay, back. Okay, so you get that health back. Can I try to stop the bleeding? Sure. You just want to cover it with like a cloth or something? Um, yeah. Okay. I can have my servant hold a cloth over your finger. <laughs> I feel so bad about this. It's very odd that... I can't see your servant. Is there something you wrong with You feel a pressure on your finger at yeah. that, and the, the, the cloth Let tightens him. around it. Oh. Uh, he will accompany you now. This is most unusual. Welcome to the good life. And y'all are like... Start dancing. You're on the sea. Anyway, so you get up, you get up and uh, you see Squat Town disappearing in the distance. Have you, have you ever... Yeah, we were talking about this before, but have you ever left Squat Town? We know, I know you're from Snowflakia, which is far to the north. Mm-hmm. It's in the forest and the mountains, so the opposite I'm area. on uh, extended sabbatical. I'm <laughs> <laughs> seeing what what's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, uh, you're kind of, are you just traveling around, basically? Like, I'm just... working on a book. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, more on that later. I want to hear about that. But um, so are you from, you're, are you like, did you spend most of your time in Squat Town, Clay? Or? I came from the Fae, spent some time near Briarwood, like in that forest, and then came here. Okay. So you've been here a little while. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to the Ice Marsh, which you would know all about it. It's just a sea. It's like the Squat Town surrounded by a sort of frosty, cold swamp. But to the south is the Ice Marsh, which is just a frozen over swamp it's like uh, full of glaciers and large ice structures have you ever you think you'd ever gone down there i think i would have been here on a ship okay yeah only by ship it's probably fair to say so you're familiar with these channels at this point um i've done some smuggling okay yeah so you're you know where you are at the moment um you see squat down disappearing in the distance around y'all is a thick swamp there's trees everywhere 
there's all kinds of reeds and like wild rice coming out of the water. You see every now and then maybe a patch of ice, like a thin patch of ice float by. You see some frost on some of the greenery. Um, the, the river you're in is pretty wide. You could probably fit another boat next to y'all on it pretty easily. And y'all are in a very big boat, by the way. Like this is a cruise river boat. So Biggest boat I've ever seen. Probably is, honestly, like in that harbor. Yeah, that's I'm why sta- I had to get a ticket for a while, right? Yeah, so y'all get up there, and um, Armand goes, All right, welcome aboard the SS Safe Boat. We're happy to have y'all here. It's a 13-day cruise. Of course, we're going to be heading south. In a couple days, we'll be heading right into the icebergs, and we'll be getting nice and chilly, of course. <laughs> What is this guy's accent? He's Australian and Scottish. That's, it's, that's amazing. You never know. Keep it's it going to be. And then. Uh, it's draconic. It's gator. It's gator. It's this is a gator accent. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just studying this accent. Yeah, yeah. Like, you oh can't quite God. get a grip I, I on it. it. I thought it started Jamaican, but no, I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, You're on the cruise, man. Yeah, yeah, the cruise, man. And he. Uh, Crikey. I kind of like that. Anyway, yeah. Fuck, where are we? Okay, so you, uh, he said we'll be seeing uh, ice in a few days out, and then we're going to make a big U turn down probably in a few days and come back up the other way, all right? So it's going to be a great time. Like I said, uh, you know, we already had some fun this morning. Oh, this, and he kind of looks around and he's like looking for you. And then he just points at Pips or Squonk, who he thought fell in. He's like, oh, Squonk fell in the water. That is great. What a great start, huh? And he says, now, look, just to let everyone know, we got uh, we are in the wild out here. So, you know, we might be meeting uh, wild animals. Could be bondits, maybe troglodytes. Things happen out here. But no worries. We've got a private security force here. And you see he points over to three uh, heavily armed and pretty pretty rough-looking customers, and they sort of, like, wave you all, just let you know who they are. And he's like, and of course, also, I'm a fighter. Perla is a fighter. This is Perla, my first mate. She goes, hi, guys! And she's a little water ganassi that, uh, she's got, like, half her hair shaved. She's got, like, a bunch of earrings, a bunch of tattoos. She has, like, a huge great club on her back. And um, then he just introduces the rest of the crew. You've met Pips, Quonk, and Reef. Uh, there's a bartender, there's a barmaid, there's a chef, um, and then the hired people, the hired swords protecting y'all. And he says, before we get started there, I want to know if we have any, uh, anyone who's prepared to be an emergency helper, okay? Do you, anyone want to be an emergency helper? Basically, if we get in a tight spot, you're going to be the ones, you won't have to fight anybody, but we just need you to be moseying the other people along, make sure they get to someplace safe, huh? You know that? Hey, yeah, I saw you today, and he points at you, Bogey. He's like, I saw you. You lifted the water up there. Yeah, maybe you'd like to be a helper, huh? A helper, but I, more than that, though. Head, head helper. Head helper. This dean is the, helper. The dean, of, the dean of helping. That's the kind of spirit we need aboard the SF safe boat. And he comes up, and he pins a little tat star on you. Ouch. Like a little rip. Oh, sorry about uh, that. Sorry, I'm very strong. Sorry. And he, uh, he's like, you're the dean of helping. So he kind of leans in. He's like, in case there's an emergency, they just need to make sure we get everyone down below deck, you know, in case we get attacked or something. It happens sometimes, but not too common. How often? 
Does this happen? Oh, well, you know, maybe like once a trip we usually get attacked by something, I'd say. Yeah. I really thought this was going to be a fun presentation, oh. but I'm, I'm more scared oh. than I was. No, it's going to be a great time. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You signed the death and dismemberment forms before Did you came. Did we sign that? I yeah. thought that was the crew. Absolutely. <laughs> no, everyone signed it. It'll be fine. We've got nothing to worry about. Oh, man. Oh, number one helper here, the dean of helping. Thank you, sir. Thank Who are you. my students? Do I have any students who want to be helpers? And um, one guy pipes up, and he raises his hand. He's like, uh, yeah, hi there. I'm uh, Pike Finley. I'll, I'll, I'll be a helper. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. And he comes up and uh, says, I'll, I'll, I'll be your uh, number one student. And he shakes your hand. Okay, and then after that, he's, uh, Armand comes back on. He's like, we got our helpers now. Thank you very much. Just want to let you know tonight. We got a little meet and greet cocktails and meets. Gonna be meeting each other, talking, a little speed dating. You know how it goes. And then uh, this afternoon before that, we're gonna have a nice viewing at the Dragon Route 3. So we're gonna be passing by that in a few hours and we'll, that's where we'll talk for the night and we'll get to take a look. Well, I'll tell you all about it when we get there, but we got other things going on. We got free fishing, free sliding, free casinos, free drinks, free food, whatever he wants. Your clues, it's your vacation. All right, I'll, I'll be back. See ya. And he, he starts jaunting off back towards the mast. Or not mast, the, uh, what do you call the wheel of the boat? Are you steering it? The, the driver's seat. The driver's seat, yeah. He's going back to the driver's seat of the boat. And, yeah, so... That's that. You kind of got an idea of it. If you have any questions, you can talk to some of the crew. Pips, Squonk, and Reef, or and Perla are all about on the deck, just making, doing boat stuff. You know, boat things. There's a mast. You can climb up the crow's nest, and there's a uh, spiral slide that comes down off of it. Hmm. The, some of the children are already climbing up it. And going That's down the slide it. that was referenced. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. You uh, you climb up there. You get to the top of the crow's nest. Were any smaller children in front of me? Um, yeah, they're constantly going up and down. It's I so want to try to wade my way like through them. Through them. Uh, while you get there first. While you're climbing or while you're getting to the ladder. Both. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me an athletics check. Push. I say none of you paid for this. <clears throat> It's a seventeen. Okay, yeah, it, it's not even a contest. Like you're, you're, you're just pushing past them. One of them falls over. One I, of say, I see dean of uh, safety. Dean of helpers. Dean of helpers coming through. Uh, one of the kids turns around and goes, "Wow, you're the dean of helpers!" And you just like pull him off the ladder to go to climb, and he just like kind of falls to the ground. And you just start going up. Uh, yeah, you get up to the top of the crow's nest, and yeah, you can see actually around for a ways. You see over the tree line. Cool. Um, you see there's a nice like layer of frost on top of the trees. It's an ice marsh. This is a really unusual. It is place. odd, actually. It is somewhat Some, of a phenomenon. I'm interested in the function yeah, of it. No, all, no. But... Why don't you give me? So you're not in the ice marsh proper yet but you're entering it right so you're still mm -hmm. a lot of the swamp is still pretty green but there's the further you go the more ice you're seeing um why don't you give me a history check because the ice marsh is a famous place that you might it's have known 12 about. 12 total mm -hmm. okay you know that I, i'm proficient in, in history, history yes. okay cool so with that um you know that this isn't this isn't like the southern end of the world you know um not like the tundra is to the north of where you live. There's a tundra right above y'all. But this is not the southern end of the world. This is some kind of oddity. Like This should just be a swamp, a lowland swamp. But 
over the past like hundreds of years, this ice has formed over it. So maybe you've kind of been wanting to go here and check it out. Mm-hmm. But um, you've heard different accounts of what it could be. You, there's there's not a real defined cause, but you know, um, it. There's theories that it maybe had to do with dragons that used to live here, and maybe giants. There's ideas that there were mages that had something to do with it. But this ice is. It's become natural. A lot of myths. Yeah. A lot of myths yeah. about like, what created it. It's not necessarily uh, yeah, natural, though. Yeah, no one knows what the actual like, cause is. For right. Snow, Snowflake, he has probably like, a lot of myths yeah. and things no, parsed I mean, and diced. This you, isn't. You had a good chance of, like, you probably worked with people who like did their entire research on this place because it's so There's odd. There's Purvis is here, and he doesn't know. Yeah, Purvis... Um, you don't know about it. What, off in the distance, uh, you don't need to do perception check, but you can see a massive tree poking out of the rest of the swamp. Like it's very small in the distance, but mm-hmm. from here you can see it rising above the rest of the tree line. Um, do you want to go down the slide now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you slide down. It's uh, it's cold as shit. It's metal, nice. but you go fast, and there's a little uh, pile of mattress cloth and stuff at the bottom that you run into. Cool. And, uh, Loved it. Some of the kids are like, yeah, the helpers here, yeah, the Dean are helping. Wow, cool, great I'm slide. Throw my hands in the air. Rawr. Yeah, wow. Their hands are in the air as well, and they're, they're roaring. Yeah. I'll, I'll use the slide. Sure, yeah, you climb up there. You also see very far in the distance that same tree. They're in a massive tree in the distance. Uh, Do I know about this tree? Have I heard of I mean, Do you want to try and roll like a history on it, like if you know about it at all? Yeah, I think I would like to. Sure, I'll give you advantage because you're from here. Cool, and I know trees. And you're a tree guy. (laughs) Uh, History, it's eleven. Okay, Um, so uh, just to explain what advantage is, some points in the game I can say advantage or disadvantage, which will mean any time you roll that d20, you could roll two and take the higher of the two, or take the lower. And you had advantage, so you got an 11. Um, I, I think with that, you would know the kind of bare bones of the history of it. It's a tree that this portion of the swamp, a long time ago, the the myth, the theory is uh, it was burned to the, to the the down to ash by a, a, a red dragon. Hmm. And this tree <clears throat> grew on top of dragon ash, basically, and it, it grew. And, incredibly strong and from it it became this monument is uh, so it's a very sturdy tree yeah and it's just huge its roots I, reach out way further it, it's just a big tree you know the bark on it is resistant to uh fire that's, that's, you know that's something i'm i'm i looking at it now i'm reminded that i've wanted to uh smuggle some of that stuff or, or at least not necessarily smuggle it but get some of it in my shop like, like some sell some of that bark or oh. use it for like to sure. make a shield for myself are there any animals on the boat oh yeah you were looking around to see I was looking at faces I wanted to look at the um, the yeah. the guards like the swordsmen uh, okay I saw the captain yeah um, his, let's start okay. his, his, his first mate yeah his first mate what's her name Perla Perla so I've got all these faces sure in, in mind um, yeah you look at the hired swords they're they kind of walk around and patrol the ship one of them is a kind of a middle-aged looking guy he's got real thin hair balding it's like thin and long he's he's got a big nose he's like kind of skinny but uh he's got 
tons of blades all over him. Like there's a knife here, a knife here, a short sword at his at his waist. Like he's he's layered up in daggers pretty much. Okay. There's a uh, he's a human, and then there's a dark elf woman who is she's got a hood over her face, but she's a drow. Um, she's got a, a large rifle over her back, hmm. and then the other one is a half orc, and he's pretty big guy. He's got a great sword slung over his back, and they're just okay. patrolling. These are the three bounty hunter looking people the, before the, the hired muscle, the hired yeah, muscle yeah. to protect. Your call. Um, wait, I, I was trying to recall uh, during the itinerary. Yeah, we were told there was a list of things to do. Sure. I heard that there was a slide. I heard that there was gambling. There is gambling. I've heard other things. I'm also looking for animals. That's the one other thing. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna tag along with this guy because he seems he seems overconfident. Yeah, I'd love to meet up with Purvis. Okay. Yeah. He'll, he'll, Can he be part of the crew? Yeah. He'll, Can I be like, dude, we're gambling and he'll, stuff tonight? He'll pal. Yeah. He's like, absolutely. We're going to hit the tables so hard. Purvis, perfect. <laughs> you know me. Yes. Uh, Summon the plane of luck, will you? If only. Perhaps Kay. I could get a bit of help from another plane. Yeah, the plane wing, of luck. Wing. Nudge, nudge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if by luck you mean the nine hells, then yes. Oh, no. Just, Purvis, a, just a plane of joke. Dastard. <laughs> he punches you in there. Just a, just a Purvis joke. Uh, Let's go fishing. Come on. And he goes over and uh, grabs one of the fishing rods that's set up <laughs> and just starts fishing. Is that one of the activities here, yeah, too? Yeah, you can go fishing. All right. I wanna, I'm trying to write all the things I can do, and then sure. I'll mark off each one. I've slid. Ah, uh, great. Yeah. I've fishing. Fishing. Gambling. So, wait, you want to look for an animal? I'm just play? looking if there's any animals on board while I follow him around. We're fishing. So, yeah. We're just... Me and Purvis are fishing. He's like, Purvis isn't even paying attention to the rod. He's just like, oh, I'm fishing. This is so much fun. And he's just like swinging the rod around <laughs> and not really paying attention oh, to where Purvis. he goes. <laughs> and uh, you're looking for animals on board. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the kids has a uh, like a cat that follows them around. It's a, it's a little black cat that's hopping around following her everywhere she goes. One of the kids. Yeah, there's... Um, uh, you've, at this point, you would have noticed like all those kids going up and down the slide. There's three kids. There's two halfling children, and there's one uh, drow child, or dark elf. And they're all kind of they all sort of already buddied up and playing together. And only one of them has a cat. Yeah, the little drow girl has a has a little black cat. I will spend ten minutes casting speak with animals as a ritual spell. Okay. Speak with animals. During no. that 10 minutes, can I talk to Purvis? Yeah. Still at Snowflake State University. SSU, huh? Oh, that I am. Just out doing some good old-fashioned research, you know. Research? Oh, you're on a research mission, not a vacation? Uh, a bit of both. Why not? Well, yes, but what are you researching? Oh, well. Well, you know I'm into planar magics, of course. And of course. And, like, and that's exploding right now. Yeah, didn't I promote you? To yes, no planar magic. Mm, somewhat. I believe I was quite responsible for uh, such a thing. Yes, sir. You were instrumental in me being almost the head of the department. But you see, there's a uh, this woman. Uh, you've probably heard of her, High Elf, uh, the Ganius. She's oh. head of planar magic. She sort of invented the whole magic. Those rats. I know the the whiskey wogs. 
They they go off and they have some war and then they save the world and now she's head of planar magic yeah. studies. How old is she? Uh, she's a high old. She's probably like a hundred or something. So young. It's ridiculous. You just waltz her way in. He spits off the boat. It's disgusting. And he just throws his rod down. I can't stand it. But that's why I'm out here. Hitting the street, as they say. I... I can't believe they passed you up. You deserved it. <laughs> he, he looks off for a while and he goes, Darn it, I know. And uh, he reaches into his, his pocket and he pulls out a little thing of whiskey. Or a little bottle of something. But that's that's why... It's like, a, it's like a hair out of place and he like pushes it back. He's like, that's, that's why I'm out here. You see, I, I, I realize I can't be the best if I'm just going to be all locked up studies you see you want some good good sir i'll jump and he throws you the whiskey bottle I, I take a sip and i say i want to help let me uh yes 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 perfect i, t- I tell you what i'll fill you in on some of my research so let's just say it involves a little devil named levistus i have no idea who that is uh you might roll a history check oh cool <laughs> seven and i'm proficient you have no idea who that is. I mean, it, it, it sounds familiar, but you can't really tell if he's joking or not. Right I'm mean, like, is, is he referring to just like a guy, like some normal yeah. dude, just like that little devil? Yeah, or, you don't. Or is he referring, referring to, to an minor actual devil? devil? Yeah, you're not really mm, sure. You like, just think uh, he's being coy. Okay. Like, All right. Like, that's good enough for me. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. That is what I like to hear. Um, did you want to talk to that cat, Clay? Shoot back over to you. So, Speak With Animals has a verbal and somatic so I'm just gonna bend down and say and just uh, you know make that little clawing motion with my hand for 10 minutes and uh, eventually <laughs> 10 minutes you're doing this it the... takes 10 minutes to cast as a ritual <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pat the ground and I'm gonna I'm just gonna do everything you would do to beg a cat for 10 minutes to come to you and it'll all seem totally innocuous innocuous is that right innocuous okay. Thank you. So yeah, after ten minutes, it'll it'll come over, and yeah. then I'll just be I'll just talk to it in a sing-songy voice, like, uh, "Hey, little kitty, what's your name?" He goes, "Hey, I'm Marvin the cat. <laughs> nice to meet you." <laughs> oh, aren't you a cute yeah, kitty? Yeah, that's um, what they say. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna Marvin the cute cat. Does he let me pet yeah. him and scratch? Yeah, he's he's, he's yeah, so uh, now I'll, that you're speaking with him, he's he's. Uh, nudging up against you and like rubbing. All right, I'll scratch behind his ears and I'll say, oh. "That's the spot." <laughs> hey, what are you doing here, buddy? Just following my little lady around. Oh well, what's she doing here? Uh, she's playing. You know, she's playing with the kids. Does she do? <laughs> Wait a second. What? What'd you say? Uh oh. I have excellent hearing. I I was just I was just wondering. Shit. Um, <coughs> I I got sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, spit it out. Get it. L- let me know if something doesn't seem right to you. You know what don't seem right? He, he kind of leans it. You know what? You know what don't seem right? No. He says, mm, "Storm's coming." Oh. And uh, a few minutes later, a like, uh, just a warm front blows in hmm. out of 
out of the blue. Like you can see it's almost like a line of clouds like falling behind it kind of thing. Just slaps it all out of the way. It uh yeah, just it flows over through the through the swamp and over y'all and it starts to get really humid and much warmer. It's not hot because it's still cold here, but it like went from probably fifty to like seventy degrees. Hmm. You would know this for living here for so long. It's very unnatural. Especially right now it's probably early September. And uh this is kind of weird okay so y'all fish you talk to cats and day goes on and you arrive at the dragon root tree um, they there's a little a little dock there it's like looks built for like a ship that they've probably made so they can do this and they pull off and they anchor next to it and it's probably about uh later in the evening or later in the afternoon sun's about to go down and uh Captain Armand comes back out and he says, okay, this is the part where you get to go out and do a little digging. And you can see now that you've arrived here, the roots of you're probably about a couple hundred yards away from the base of the tree. And it's just towering over y'all. It's huge towering over all the other trees and plants. And the roots of it are so massive, it's coming out and going like barreling over other trees. It's into the water where y'all are. Like you can see below the boat underneath the surface of the water, these giant roots just Hmm. hiding underneath. Um, He says, now if you want, you can do a little digging. Maybe the kids might like it. Maybe anybody would, but there's a, there's will-o'-wisp out there that live amongst the tree. Hmm. And if you're lucky, you can find a shard of a will-o'-wisp out there. If Hmm. you look real hard. Gives a some magical effects, yeah, yeah. Like what? Oh, like it makes you like a ghost for a bit, you know. <gasps> you go see through a ghost. Yeah, you're not actually a ghost, but you know, it like it makes it feel like a ghost. Uh, here, Pearl, I'll take you out there, <laughs> so I can switch ghost. switch characters. Uh, <laughs> and so Perla will lead anyone on this little expedition who wants to go. So Perla hops off and onto the dock and kind of waves anyone down. Hello, if anyone wants to go and look for some will-o'-wisp shards, I'm ready to go. And oh, yeah, let's do it. Would you like to join I, I us, was, Clay? I was planning to go Purvis. anyway. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it for the world. A witch and a wizard. What a great team. Purvis, yes. don't narrate. I'm sorry. So sorry. He winks. <laughs> Let's go find some shots, huh, boys? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Purvis, do you have to come, though? You're kind of a weirdo. I, oh, that's all right. I kind of enjoy He's his company. Creepy. He's my very best friend. Uh, Purvis uses a handkerchief to pick up anything he sees. He's like, oh, is that a shot? Oh, no, no, it's the grasshopper. He just, like, just keeps going down and picking things up with it. He's, he's got to he pull out a pipe, and he's starting to smoke a little corncob pipe. A few other people are out there. I don't know if you're interested. Perlo's sort of keeping watch, and she's like, just to let you know, when the sun goes down, we got to go back in, because the willowis will fry your brain. So just let me know when you're, when you're ready to go. Wait. Um, what? Do you mean Wait. with fire? Fire, electricity, I was hot ice. I was told we would get some kind of willowis. Uh, Jim, you got to find it first. Oh, but we don't get them from the Willow Wisps. No, they come out at night. You don't want to be here when they're out here. Why? Because they'll zap your brains. <laughs> oh. 
It's no good. That's that sounds awful. It's horrible. But find the shards. Hurry, find the shards, weasel, weasel. Get out. Can my weasel find shards? What? What do you want? Find my shards. Find go find these shards. I was having a wicked good dream in there. Tick I will let you sleep later. We this is we're on a cruise. You let me sleep. Listen to you. We'll find a ghost shard. We can be ghosts together. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He climbs down and he starts looking around. Uh, yeah, both of you give me survival checks to try and find some. I got an 18. 18 total? That's right, and I'm not proficient in survival. Okay, 18. What'd you get, Clay? 10. 10, okay. Y'all are searching around. Some of the kids are running past y'all, and a few other people are digging around. Uh, Clay, you do not find one. But it's the sun's starting to he- to come down, and uh, part of those like, all right, time to come in, or your brains will get zapped. And she's got a big smile on her face. You're waiting around, and you don't see Weasel uh, for a bit. Everyone's starting to come back in. It's just kind of you waiting out there with Perla. I want to look through Weasel's eyes. I say, Perla, can you hold on to my hold on to me for a minute? Absolutely. And she grabs, uh, grabs I you. I warg into Weasel. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, right, you can see into its eyes. Yeah. You As you do that, um, you see him, and he's, like, digging furiously. Uh, and as he's digging through the dirt, he pulls up this ghostly-looking little crystal. Nice Weasel. He's like, yeah, look at me, huh? Not bad, baby. And he, he comes on back and hops on hops on your back. Cool. He says, that was a wicked good find, huh? Way to go. Can I reward him? You got some weasel treats or what? I have ten rations. I don't give me one I... of your rations. I'll give him a ration. Give me the whole meal. I'm yeah. hungry. You get it. Thank you. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> well, thank you. It's very nice. She's dead, but that's sweet to this, uh, sweet to say. Oh, uh, that's terrible. Well, it happens. Uh, so yeah, you got a willow wisp shard. You can roll an arcana check to figure out what it does. So do we have to come in now? Is it is it getting dark? Or like how to use it basically, like the functions of it? Yeah, it's the sun setting. Are we right now or later? Yeah, you do now. You're you're back on the ship. Like you've you've unless you want to stay out there. A twenty-one and I am proficient. Nice. In Arcana? Yes. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, you know how this thing works. Basically... Oh, okay. So, roll 2d4 now. Two. Nice. Okay, so you have six charges on it. Um, for each charge, you can use this. Uh, one charge will let you go incorporeal for five seconds each. Or I'll say six. Make it a round. And um, you can also use one charge to cast Chill Touch, the cantrip. And just establishing here in this this little homebrew, uh, charges for the most part, unless I probably say otherwise, like once it's expended, it's gone. So once you use all six charges, it'll fall apart and die. In this, in okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to so, recharge. Uh, how many, uh, what is Chill Touch, what's the cost of each again? One in... Everything is one. Chill touch okay, is one cool. charge, and to go incorporeal for a round is one charge. Cool. Got it. So that'll just, you'll just be able to pass through solid objects. Um, normal movement speed. Purpose is like, I say, old Bean, did you get one? I did, I did. I found a ghost shard. Uh, nice. As did I, of course, naturally. And he, he pulls wow. up a shard that looks 
like yours, but it's like blood red. Oh, wow, that that doesn't look like mine. Oh, of course it is. Watch this, and he like squeezes it to use it, and it pops in his face, and uh, he takes a little bit of fire damage, and his his like eyebrows burn. Oh no, Pevis! He goes, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go freshen up, old bean, and he he heads downstairs back to his room. Oh no, Pevis! He uh, he rolled a natural one, and he found <laughs> a faulty shard. So. <laughs> So as that happens, um, you're gonna dock here for the night. You're just gonna stay in front of this tree. As the sun goes down, twilight emerges and uh, the sky is dark blue, dark purple. And one by one, these little lights come on around the tree and out where y'all were looking around, these little balls of light come up. And each of them are different shades, different colors. And they're kind of dancing around each other every once in a while, they'll like charge and send off a zap or a little bolt of fire, or some ice. There's like blues and reds and greens and yellows of all different types. They're like rising in the air, they're sinking, and there's hundreds of them just dancing around this tree. And they go on for a few hours. You're watching this, they're passing out some drinks if you want some, um, oh. if you wanna take it in for the evening, it's up to you. Wait. Drinks, like, uh, it's on the deck. Like, they're just yeah. passing out drinks. Yeah, while y'all are watching this, they're passing around drinks. And he's like, well, old bean, what I miss, huh? Well, just to reckon. You, you can see miss. there's, like, many empty glasses around. This. <laughs> he's just sort of drinking away, and he's, like, kind of bleeding out of his face. Get Brit, who is this woman who's taken the position of head of planar studies at Snowflake State University. Oh, My yes. good friend Purvis. The Ganius. Was supposed yes, the Ganius is her name. Ah yes, the the famous hero. Oh yes. Now you see why she got the job. And old Purvis did it and he just like throws his glass out over the side of the boat. Everyone refers to her as a hero, huh? Damn it! All of them. She's so brave. Do you have her contact information? Who can make a portal for us? Well, you're the head, Purvis. You're the head of Planar Magic. Uh, I'll make a portal for you. You can create a portal, can't you? He just sits sits down on one of the chairs and goes to sleep. (laughs) One of the deck chairs is just laying. (laughs) He's got like an empty drink in his hand. I'll say, this is how magic works. Just wait. (laughs) He made a portal to his dreams. No, it's a. It's, this is how magic works. This is a somatic component. It's, it's the sleeping, <laughs> it's the sleeping component of his it, wow. spell. Do I see any other um, wizardly uh, snowflake state looking people? Any uh, students, maybe? <clears throat> um, you do notice a person in a pretty nice robe. It's like uh, purple and gold. They're kind of small and hunched figure. They're sitting out on the deck and they have a, they're covered like in that robe and then they have this long uh, plague mask that they're wearing. Like, you know, I don't know if you know what that is, but mm-hmm. it's like the big bird beak. Um, so you can't really see their face, but they're sitting there, they have a little cane that they're kind of leaning on and there's uh, two large Goliath guys. There's a family of halflings running around. Some of the two of those kids are with. There's the uh, drow mother and daughter. The daughter's playing with those other kids. There's a tiefling man who's in like a like a nice white uh, cloak and outfit. He's hanging around talking to some people. There's 
some of the crew. There's Pike Finley, who you've who you've talked to a bit, sort of hanging around. I'm gonna talk to Pike. Okay. Yeah. Pike's like, ah, the dean of safety. We meet again. Hey. I said, have you met my friend? Uh, no, ha- haven't met you. Hey, I'm Pike Finley. Good to meet you. <clears throat> oh, hey, old Bean. I'm uh, Clay. I run the general store. He sh- uh, grabs ev- your hand. Not real hard. Everyone's an old Bean, right? That's what is not- what is it? It's just something, some people are beans, and they call themselves beans or other beans, but you're not a bean. You can't call us beans. I'm Pike Finley, not a bean, yeah. but that's all right. See, he's offended by being called a bean. Oh, so that's okay. I sell all kinds of beans in that's my cool. general store. I, Clay's you can call Petsons. me old bean, but no one else. Clay, why don't you give me an insight check? If I'm telling the truth about it, if you can call people beans casually? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is against uh, Pike. <laughs> okay. Five. Five. Okay, yeah. Uh, your hand hurts pretty bad after this handshake. Uh, I'll, I'll make my hand turn, like, really red. I'm just going to be like, uh, <laughs> oh, my hand. While you're talking to Pike, uh, there's some commotion. You see people start running around deck. Some of the uh, hired swords, the big half-orc steps forward and unsheaths it and goes to the edge of the boat. And you hear this, <laughs> and he slashes down at something on the other side of the boat, and you go, <laughs> and then like a splash into the water. And he turns on and goes like, we're being attacked, troglodytes. And oh, as that's happening, like you look around, you see there's these big uh, fish lizard creatures crawling over the side. The higher guns start forming like a, kind of like a circle as best they can around everyone. Oh, there they come, there they come. Where are my helpers? Where's my dean of helpers? And he's like looking around. Uh, what do you do? I am the dean. I'm in charge. He's like, you go and take care of the passengers. And he leaves you to it. Uh, gladly. Um, women and children say... Yeah, they're uh, they're listening to you. You're the helper. And uh, Pike's like, all right, sir, this is our moment. Let's go. Where do I take them, Pike? I'm going below deck. He said to take them down below to the deck. second level. Everyone below deck. Uh, they start, they listen to you. They start filing down. And like there are, some of them are hurrying. Like a few, uh, oh, uh, one of the uh, the halfling man, like he's like trying to help him. And he gets run over and he falls like to the ground. Oh, uh, no. He's trying, to, he's trying to get up. Oh, Pike, help. Help the halfling. Right man. away, sir. He goes and just like picks him up and runs downstairs. Uh, troglodytes, there's a few on the deck now, and you can see the hired guns are like actively fighting them. They've got it, though. Uh, right now, it's kind of at a stalemate. Uh, Perla jumps in. She like smacks one across the face with her great club. The captain slices one open. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you see, though, Purvis is still asleep on one of the fold out chairs oh, no, my on the friend? deck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and God. there's a troglodyte coming, uh, approaching him, and oh, no, no one has noticed it yet. You two are still up on the... I don't know. What are you doing, Clay? Like, I would like to help fight. Okay. So uh, in front of you, there's two troglodytes attacking that half-orc with the greatsword, and one slashes at his side, and he, like, goes down to a knee, but he's, like, holding them back, the other one back, like, with his sword. Okay. So there's that going on. Uh, and this other troglodyte is going for... Purvis. I want to cast Gust on him if I'm within 30 feet. Of the troglodyte? 
of purpose. Okay, yeah, let's let's roll initiative. Um, for all you new players out there, initiative is just uh, roll the d20. They're going to determine the order of their turn in combat. So I'm also going to roll for the troglodytes. I got a 13 as bogey yera. What'd you get, Clay? Five. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Bow, 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 bow. Okay. Um, the troglodyte, one is approaching up to purpose. He gets, like, right in front of it. Uh, it's your turn, uh, bogey. So you want to cast gust on it? I guess I would try to cast the the... The troglodyte overboard. Purpose. Yeah, I want to try to get him out. Okay, so you want to blow him overboard? Mm-hmm. How far can it move him? Ten feet. Okay, yeah, I think that's that's close enough to the edge of the boat. Uh, do I have to do I anything? S- I seize the air and can build it to create one of the following effects. At a point you can see within range, I'm going to blast air capable of moving one object that is neither held one medium or smaller creature that you choose must succeed on a strength saving throw okay. or be pushed up to five feet away from you all right so i'll roll strength save to try and beat your spell save dc no what's your spell save dc um 13 okay uh what does it look like when you do this you do some like somatic components and you you create this gust. It's going to be vocal and somatic. It's my only cantrip that is vocal, so oh, I will say um, this is the hardest one for me. So I say, wind, please! And I and I push really hard with my hands out forward. Okay. Just like, yeah. Push, like I'm pushing like a mime. Yeah. Like uh, From it, this like greenish tinted wind comes out, and the troglodyte like raises its claw and is bringing it down on purpose, and as it does, like the gust hits it, and it catches it um, below its waist and it like front flips but it's moving backward and as it does it hits its head on the side of the boat <laughs> and you see like blood just kind of pour out of it and then it flips over and kills over to this the side of the boat splashes cool he rolled a natural one on his oh. save <laughs> and is, so he got a little extra for that that is so cool and splashes into the water and uh purpose is still asleep but uh you have Movement, if you want to move. I try to close in on him. Okay, so you move up, and you're you're next to purpose now. Clay, it's your turn. Do I see Troggies? Yeah, there are two. You're you positioned yourself behind the half orc, uh, hired hired guard, and there's two troglodytes in front of them, and one has just wounded him. Is the other one like moving towards? Attacking someone else or the same guy? They're both double teaming him. Uh, it's hard to tell at this point. He's definitely been hit. Okay. You're crazy. <laughs> Get out of here. I think I'll cast Eldritch Blast. Hey. There it is. Man, it sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, man. That's three times in a row. I've rolled a four. Rolled a four? What's eight. the total? It's eight. Eight. You fire off an Eldritch Blast, and it, it like, scays the side of one of these guys, but it, it bounces off and uh, blows a small piece of wood off the side of the, the boat, like off the, the railing there. What is it, like a chicken feather? What do you send? Yeah, what does your Eldritch Blast look like? It does not look like a chicken feather. Is <laughs> um, it like, when you, when you cast it? Yeah, it may sound like a chicken, but it does not look like a chicken feather. 
Looks like chicken shit. <laughs> Troglodytes turn. Uh, one of them that was attacking the half-orc continues to slash at him. The other one, the first attack will be on the half-orc. Okay, the next attack is on you. Okay, what's your AC, Clay? Mm, so I have a shield. Okay. Okay, so it it bites at you. Its teeth sink into your shoulder. It claws you. You block it with your shield, and the other claw comes in and just gets you in the side. I, I do have a feature that lets me impose disadvantage on rolls. Okay. But I have to do it before I know the result. Oh, yeah. You, so you know the result. Just... Just sure. In the future, I want to do that. Um, yeah, just let me know. I guess I'll try to give you a moment. Um, that's gonna do seven damage to you, claw and a bite on you, and you, it, there's a stench when he gets in front of you, and it smells awful, like it's overbearing you at the moment. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna like plug my nose with with one hand, and then mm-hmm. my other I'm gonna point my finger at him. Hellish Rebuke, baby. Oh, okay. So that's a reaction. That's right. Uh, yeah, go for it. I think that's a dex save from me. Hey, yep. What's your spell save, DC? 12. I fail. 2d10 fire. Okay. 15 fire damage. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you just point your finger forward and a, a ray of fire comes out. Is that how it looks? Yeah. Okay. That sound, he erupts into flames. I think it's more just like I pull my finger and he just catches Burst into on flames. fire. Yeah, you, okay, you do that and uh, he ignites and immolates in fire and he's like mm. and he's just like running around the deck just totally immolated and uh, he crashes into the side of it and just falls off into the water and uh, chunks of him were burning off and falling onto the deck and there's like his arms sitting there burning. Uh, he's super dead. Awesome. The half orc got attacked twice as well, and he took another hit and blocked two more. And he's uh, he's looking pretty beat up at the moment. There's still one more on him. Then we back to you, old Bean Bogey. Old Bean, who has dark vision? You're are you a human? I'm a human. Okay, so you don't have dark vision. That's right. I, I don't either. You don't have dark vision. So basically, there's some lighting on the on the boat, but it is night, and there's it's just kind of chaos. Like you there's you see a lot of people are fighting, but you can't really tell uh, how many unless you want to move closer to one. But either on your turn, you hear some screaming below deck, like where you sent all the people. And Purvis is asleep. Purvis is asleep. Yeah, I need to slap him. Okay, you slap him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you hit him, and he he comes to and goes. He goes. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. oh. oh, good old slap, huh? Just oh, Jesus Christ, what's going on? And he's, We're being he's, attacked. All right, stand come, back. Well, go below deck with me. All right, stand with that. Yeah, that's come with me. Follow me. He's no, needs my action to move down below deck. Okay, yeah, he follows you down below deck. Uh, you get. You climb down and you see there's like a line of people and some have moved into some of the rooms, but there's a, a troglodyte down in there and Pike is like face to face with them and um, he's just got his fist, but he's like trying to block an attack from it. So did I use my, I use my movement to move down here? Probably used your action to wake up. To wake up Purvis. But he, he has an action actually, so he could attack. Um. He's like, Pike, look out! And he like... 
points his hand and like shoots off a firebolt, flies over the, cause y'all like on the staircase, so it flies over the heads of the people that are kind of in the hallway. He's a little drunk. So it, it fires off and it just goes sailing overhead and just like crashes into the back and like a huge scorch mark on the wall. And he's like, oh shit. Oh shit, old bead. And it's like, he sits down on the stairs and he's like trying to collect himself. Back to Clay. <laughs> There's one on me, right? Oh, no, I killed it. You killed it. There's one in front of you attacking the half-orc. How far away is he? Uh, he's probably 10 feet away from you. Okay, primal savagery. You channel primal magic to cause your teeth or fingernails to sharpen, ready to deliver a corrosive attack. Hmm. Make a melee spell attack against one creature within five feet of you on a hit. They take 1d10 acid damage. So, um... So yeah, I'll let my nails grow out. Okay. Really long and nasty claw at this troglodyte. Yep. It's fifteen plus four. Okay, nineteen. Yeah, you hit. You hit with your your claws. Excellent. And that'll do six acid damage. Nice. So they dig into his chest, and you see this bubbling green ichor. Mm singeing around the claw marks and it's like burning into his skin and like melting it away. Nice. He's like I try to to mimic that sound. Oh yeah, you're like this is interesting. Fascinating. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That gives the half orc you're helping a moment to he stands up and he swings the greatsword and see how he do. Can't quite get it done. Uh, the the troglodyte staggered and it falls back from the acid attack and the greatsword goes wide and misses. I couldn't quite get it. But at that moment, uh, Perla comes out of the darkness. Her, her great club just covered in troglodyte blood comes down and tries to finish it off to help. Oh yeah, she smashes it in the face, and it just its head explodes all over the great club. Nice. She's like, "I got one! All right, bloody good." I try, I try to slow clap. Uh, yeah, she she looks at you, and she's kind of got this like bloodthirsty look in her eye, and she she starts clapping too with like one hand because uh, she's holding you know her big her big club there. But uh, nice. she she pulls uh, pulls up the half orc and uh, gets kind of gets back to work. Uh, Above deck, things are looking pretty good. Now that you've helped that situation, it looks like the battle's being won up here. Above deck, things are going well. Below deck, you got a troglodyte and a bunch of commoners. Mm-hmm. Pike's up in front. Your boy Purvis is a little woozy, sitting down, and it's your turn, Mr. Bogey. I'm angry. I'm going to throw a tantrum. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm I'm pissed, my friend's not helping, I'm not doing good at Dean stuff right now, so I'm gonna attack Okay, so you're gonna with my quarterstaff and my raid my tantrum. What rage. do you mean? You're the Dean of Helpers. I'm the Dean of Helpers, but I'm everyone's scared down here. Uh so you were sure. enacting a barbaric rage, you're throwing a tantrum, get out your quarterstaff. Mm-hmm. So there I think there's about they're about fifteen feet away, but there's people in the way also. So if you want to get to them, either you might have to try to move them out of the way um, so you can get to Pike and be behind him or next to him. Does that make sense? Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. You want to try and intimidate them? Well, I want to say um, Dean of Helpers 
here to help. Move, move. Move, please. Move. Uh, yeah, give me a... Yeah, do intimidation. Or persuasion, if you're better at one or the other. Eight. Some of them move, some of them don't. You're going to have to, like... Excuse me. Yeah, just excuse me. You're going to have to, excuse like... Uh, push through some of them. Um, I don't mind pushing through some of them. All right, yeah, you just shove one dude yeah. into a room and just falls over. Uh, I don't mind pushing faces, yeah. children... So you knock all the kids over. I, they're yeah. all in the way. They're all on the ground now. Get out of my way. And they're like, wow, it's the teen of helpers. He says from the as ground I as push. you step on his chest <laughs> to get over him. And now you are next to Pike face to face with this guy. So you want to take an attack on him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. With my quarterstaff, I think with my rage, it, it's just to the damage that I get a bonus. So 15. Okay. That's a hit. Roll to six. Oh, wait, it's two-handed. Can I... Well... Yeah, I think you were using two hands, I would think. Well, I got to roll d D8, then. This could go bad. Versus a D6. I mean... Getting a six. That's four. Plus two. So six, but plus two for my melee damage. So we still end up with a plus eight. Nice. Eight damage? Yeah, you, yes. you bring this quarter stuff down right on its shoulder, and you hear a crack as it... Break a bone in there, and some blood comes out of its mouth. Uh, and at that, it retaliates and brings both of its claws on, down on both of y'all. One claw down onto Pike, slashes him right in the chest. One claw to you. Uh, yeah, that's going to dig into... Well, what's your AC? 14. Yeah, that claw goes right into your side. And you're going to take... Four damage from that, and then it's going to bite at you also since you just broke its shoulder. You said 14? Uh-huh. Its teeth come down on you, and at the last second, you get your quarterstaff in the way, and it bites down on that instead. Don't get bit. Uh, now it's your turn again, but make a constitution saving throw. I am proficient in constitution saving throws. Oh, nice. And that would be at 12. 12 total? Mm-hmm. DC 12. You... Uh, it's this horrible smell coming from this guy. Like, it, it makes you gag. And you, you almost, like, puke right there. But you're able to hold back just barely. Like, you vomit in your mouth a bit, and then you swallow it back down. You're good to go. So that's, that's your turn. Uh, yes. that's um, I watched a video where that happened. Well, that's great. I'm in a rage. <laughs> that's fantastic. So I can't cast any spells. Yeah, you just have to keep... <laughs> You mean you're throwing a tantrum? Yeah, yeah, you're having a moment. I'm having a moment. moment. (laughs) So I can't cast any spells, but I'm useless as a spellcaster. So I will attack. Um, If I can. Yeah, oh yeah, you're good. That is a 17. 17 hits. I'll roll d d8. I am raging, so that is a 7. Okay, how do you want to kill this thing? I want to. I if I had to stick in its mouth, I want to break the stick into the back of its mouth, into like the back of its head. Push it back, like through yeah, its like mouth, I'm basically. Tantrum, and I yeah. break my own quarter staff, just oh, like shit. like uh, snapping it into the back of its throat. <laughs> you know, so like two different yeah. sticks come out of oh, it. Oh, tight. Okay, yeah. You're like I'm having a moment, and, and I'm like. 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You just... Well, my staff. <laughs> <laughs> and you dig the halves of it as you say that into its neck, and blood just gushes out of it. But uh, you bring it down, and uh, give you uh, some inspiration for for <laughs> destroying your staff for flavor. Thanks. And uh, to all you all you listeners also, out there, also erase my quarter staff off. Right. Stands. We have two big stakes now. Two sharp pieces of wood. Oh, cool. So you have that. <laughs> Are they like dagger, like one use staggers? Yeah, yeah that's, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, one use staggers. Uh, inspiration is something the DM can award at any time. When a player has done something cool or RP'd well or whatever. And it just gives you an advantage on any uh, dice roll, any 20 sided dice roll. So you kill it, it goes down. Uh, you did it. You did your job as the dean of helpers. Uh, the people around you are like, "Oh, great work! Great work!" I'm still kind of having a moment. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Don't For like thirty-six more seconds, I'm still probably like, uh, "Yeah, you're just uh, you're cooling uh, off." Pike's like, "There you go, go cool off, big man." And he's like patting your back. Uh, Purvis is asleep on the stairs, and uh, upstairs on uh, on deck, the troglodytes are driven off. Captain Armand comes up to you and gives you a noogie, Clay. Like, great work. I saw you up there. You totally lit that one on fire. It was beautiful. I want to weasel out of that noogie. <laughs> uh, he's like, well, where, where are you going? Come back here, you little scamp. And, he, and uh, the camera pans out slowly as he's chasing you around the deck, just trying to catch up to you, giving you that noogie. Is this the, the first movie in Bifton? This is the movie in Bifton. Yeah, that's what I was talking oh, cool. about. So, I uh, do my own stunts. Uh, as it as it zooms out, is there anything you 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 try to yell at them to get them to get away from you? Well, ma. <laughs> no, um. <laughs>